Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I am your host, James Orr, and this is another episode of the ServingRealEstateInvestors.com podcast, webinar, Substack, all that different stuff that we've got going on. So today I've got um, another interesting class to tell you about. It's, um, it, it's based on another book that I wrote that addresses a very specific issue you are likely to run into when you work with real estate investors. And so I want to share with you just some information about the problem, the issues that you're likely to face with the real estate investors, and then also just the, the briefest information about the book. And then I'll also give you access to the video of the first time I taught the class where I discuss this topic, which I haven't even watched. Um, I recorded it back in 2018, uh, the first time, and uh, I have not watched that video. So I suspect like 99.99999% that there are errors and issues and stuff like that, that, you know, I probably wouldn't teach you the same way today, but at least you can get an idea of like where I was at the time and get like that fresh new perspective so that you could do that. I'll kind of add that to the uh, podcast and to the uh, Substack for now so you can access that. So what is the issue I'm talking about? So the uh, the topic of this class is called How to Acquire a Multi-Million Dollar Investment Portfolio While Earning Just $5,000 Per Month. Interesting, James. Interesting, James, you say. So, so really, here's what's going on. So I wrote another book, um, the one I actually have a copy of. It's called uh, How to Acquire a Multi-Million Dollar Real Estate Portfolio with Just $3,000. This book, which we've discussed before um, as part of the series for serving real estate investors, is all about solving the issue that investors had with coming up with down payments. Um, we talked about how, like, you know, I was doing a class for down payments and I came up with this solution for how do you do the entire nomad strategy um, with just a single down payment? And then, you know, you can go buy a nothing down property or a 1% down loan pro property, which I heard the 1% loan uh, program is back. At least one lender around here is offering it. I just saw an email about that the other day. Um, but the idea was that book, this book right here, the 3K book, uh, which is how I refer to it. The 3K book solved the issue of down payment. But one of the complaints that some people had, and it's totally a valid complaint, is I didn't limit the analysis, the kind of scenarios by income. You know, in order to be able to do a whole bunch of these properties with, you know, very little down and, you know, keep doing lease options and acquiring a whole bunch of properties, you know, buying more than one a year. You can, in some cases, um, especially markets where it's the uh, price to rent ratios are a little bit harder to make work. You're not buying properties that are actually making it easier for you to get loans. It's actually requiring you to have um, some income from your job in order to offset the properties that you're buying early on, which eventually it changes, but sometimes early on that happens. Um, this book did not take into account the income limitations. So I didn't set any income limitations. Instead, I just told them you would need to be earning this amount of money based on these assumptions in order to do this particular strategy. And some of the people complained, you know, James, I earn X number of dollars. I really want to know what I can do based on that. And so the how to acquire a multi-million dollar investment portfolio while earning just $5,000 per month came to be. It solves the issue of people having fixed incomes, you know, incomes from their jobs and what they could possibly do. So it's, you know, as we talked about in some other classes, maybe even with this particular book, part of what I think we are doing when we're serving real estate investors is giving them a vision of what is possible with the future. Like what could they achieve based on 
you know, maybe their exact situation, but and more likely a situation that is similar enough to them that we can adjust it and make minor tweaks and say, okay, I don't earn $5,000. I earned, you know, 5,500. So yeah, I probably can do this. Maybe the tiniest bit different, you know, but, but not like crazy two times different than what we're talking about for someone who earns $5,000 a month. So really this, this book, the, the 5k book addresses the vision. It gives them sort of a way to look at what they possibly could do if they earn $5,000 a month. And what this book does that is very different. It doesn't do the lease option strategy where we're trying to minimize, you know, down payments and kind of optimize that way. What it does instead is it says, look, someone earns $5,000 a month. I believe in the book, I say that they are saving $160 per month. What does it look like if they invest in stocks or if they do the nomad strategy or they save up and buy 20% down rentals or they save up and they do some other strategy? And what I tried to cover is a, uh, an assortment of different strategies that someone who earned $5,000 a month could do. And I think that was really helpful for a lot of folks. And I think it would be helpful for you to do something similar. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but something similar for your folks where you say, look, let's take someone who earns, you know, whatever a reasonable income is for your marketplace. And I picked 5k because I think at the time I looked up what the median household income was in the United States and I rounded down. So I think I used $60,000 a year. And I also may have thought to myself, you know, if somebody is, you know, working, uh, if it's a two um, household, two like adult household family with two people earning, you know, two people earning $30,000 a year, which if I'm not mistaken, is like $15 an hour. I think that's reasonable for a lot of folks. Because I think you work 2,000 hours in a year at $15 an hour. If my math is right, that's $30,000 a year for someone earning $15 an hour. You've got two people contributing to that, both earning at least $15 an hour. And that looks a lot like 60000 So that seemed like a reasonable bar uh, to kind of set for someone doing this. Could I have written a book that, you know, how to acquire a multi-million dollar investment portfolio while earning $6,000 per month or $8,000 per month or $10,000 per month or $2,000 a month? Sure, I, I could have picked any number, right? And so I think part of it is just showing people the math behind, this is how you do it on this income and this is what the numbers look like. And then you taking the time to kind of teach them to do that. So I will share with you the recording of the first time I taught the class. So I won't reteach this book to you. I'm not gonna kind of go over that. You'll be able to see me teaching the, whatever it is, hour and a half to two hour long class where we do that. But the idea for you is, if you want to help your real estate investors, I think you should try to do as much heavy lifting for them as possible. It's not reasonable for every one of your clients, the engineering clients, they're going to do this math their own, on their own. You know, they're going to they're going to go and they're going to build their own spreadsheet. They're going to model this out and they're going to determine what they can do based on their income. But the overwhelming majority of your clients will not. So unless you are catering to, unless you sub niche down to not just real estate investors, but engineer real estate investors into your marketplace and you cater to those guys, you probably want to do the math for them. And even some of the engineers, I would say most of them are going to do the math on their own, but some of them may be like, Hey, if you're going to do it for me, great. I don't, I don't have to do it. I'll, I just want your spreadsheet so I can tweak it for my situation. That's what they may do. So you could go and look at, you know, what it takes for someone to do this particular strategy and how much income they would earn and, or how much income they would require. And, you know, kind of do the math for them to do that. So, you know, check out the video and see what you think about 
the strategy and how you can then apply that to your own clientele, your own real estate investors, and give them a clear vision of what could be possible for them um, and how they can achieve it. This this does tie directly back into that, you know, the first 100K is the hardest. It's like letting them know the vision of the future that, yeah, the the amount of work that goes into doing the first one and getting that first $100,000 is immense. It's like much harder, much more difficult than anything else they're going to do. But then once they get the plan, they get some momentum going, showing them that with a whole bunch of different strategies, specifically with their income, or you know a, a prototypical income in your marketplace and a savings rate and you know looking at debt to income and all those different things, I think is going to be super helpful and super valuable to them. Um, really, though, another way to think about this is salesmanship in print. If you if you had to like write down your most persuasive version of a presentation to a particular client who is in this situation, they earn five thousand dollars a month. And you want to make the most compelling argument that you can while the strat- why the strategy that you are putting in front of them is probably the best strategy that is available. And if it's not, you should actually write the book for whatever the best strategy is and maybe not even be in the real estate industry. I personally believe that the real estate is the best strategy for the overwhelming majority of people. But if you don't have that belief, then get behind whatever your belief is. But if you believe that real estate is the one, then write your most persuasive essay. And if there are parts of it that are not perfect, Definitely disclose those. Definitely talk about, you know, there's a lot of great things about this, but it does require this. It does have this going on. And these are the risks and these are the 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 downsides and the dangers and the kind of things you need to look out for. And, you know, nothing is perfect in the world, but this is as close to perfect as you can get. But here are the things that are not perfect about it. And here's how we address them, how we think about them, and why I still think it's good for you to do. Writing down your most persuasive, most um, kind of like, it's, it's like salesmanship in print is how I like to think about it. Writing down your most persuasive essay. And then you have this as a resource. If somebody's like, hey, look, I earn $6,000. So, well, this is a really good book for you to understand all the different options that are available to you and what it might look like. Should you do this? And should we have you know, similar assumptions to what happens there? And then give this to them during your initial consultation with them um, as part of your promotional materials. You know, the book is the new business card, in my opinion. People tend not to throw away books. And so one of the ways to give value and to you know remind them that you are there to serve them and that you have these classes and stuff is to give them something physical that they're not going to throw away. Eventually, they'll look at their bookshelf or their coffee table or wherever they put the book, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I read about that guy. You know, I lost momentum, but now I'm ready to do it six months, a year, two, three, later, whatever. And so you get momentum by doing that and giving away the books and having these things be reminders. Or they, I had you know people pass these on to their kids or to friends at work, you know, there is, there've been people telling me, Hey, uh, I was in my cubicle at work and, uh, two cubicles over. I heard people talking about you and your classes and stuff like that. I hear this all the time. It's like, you know, and then they're talking about the nomad strategy and talk about, you know, the book and, you know, the classes and all this other stuff. You hear stuff like that because they are sharing this information. All right. Enough of me rambling. Hopefully you've enjoyed that. I will leave uh, a copy of the video for you to go watch and get an idea of what's going on with this and get an idea of why I think it's valuable to do it. This has been James Orr. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye for now.